Welcome to the Moms Hustle Different Podcast, where we discuss Black moms navigating work and motherhood. Welcome to another episode of the Moms Hustle Different Podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Miller, and this week on the podcast, we have Kira Hamilton. Kira is a boy mom, and I really admire her transparency throughout this episode. She talked about everything from being a preemie mom and having to take disability to moving across the country so that her son could be near his father and she could also have the support that she needed. It honestly makes me think about all the sacrifices that we make over the lifetime of being a mom. For some of us, it's lack of sleep. And um, it could also be taking a less demanding job so that your child can have more of your time. It could be taking a lot of jobs on so that you can provide for your children. Um, There are honestly so many things that we may sacrifice as moms and as parents, but ultimately we know it's worth it. We can only make the best decisions that we can at any particular moment so that we can be the best mothers that we can be. So just remember that even if the decision that you're making is tough right now, you're making the best decision you can right now and at this very moment. And when it's time to switch it up, you'll switch it up. So don't feel guilty for the decisions that you have to make or, um, you know, continue to wallow in certain sacrifices that you're making right now. Just remember that you know the right decision for you and your family and you're going to continue to make those right decisions. And when it's time to pivot, you pivot. So without further ado, let's get into the episode with Kira Hamilton. Kira Hamilton is an adventurous woman who enjoys life and discovering new passions and what she likes to do every day. Living in Los Angeles, California with her 10-year-old son, she's working on multiple ways to grow personally. From starting a new business to taking different courses, she loves making moves to make her happy. She is an implementation project manager who received her undergraduate degree from Georgia State University, and she holds an MBA from Keller Graduate School and obtained her project management professional certification. Welcome, Kira, to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited as well that you are here and that you have decided to join us today. But first, of course, we have to let you brag on your baby. So I would love for you to brag on your son for us real quick. Yes, my baby, who is no longer a baby, he is 10 years old. He's about to turn 11. I can't believe I'm going to have an 11-year-old. And he is just the most outgoing, adventurous, loving kid ever. Um, he's kind of trying to get into <laughs> making videos, YouTube videos. He, he loves Beyblades. And so he's wanting to record his Beyblade battles and make videos. And so I'm, I'm supporting him on his, his journey, but um, he's growing up. That's my love. Muffin is what I call him. And, and he tells me not to call him that in public. <laughs> And you just called him that on a whole podcast. He not said this to nobody. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, that's my love muffin, though. 
I love it. We all got our little names for our kids. So I appreciate <laughs> you sharing that, especially helping him with YouTube videos. It's just a whole different generation now. I know, I know. And he so his 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 dad bought him an iPhone. I will admit that that was not me. <laughs> his dad, and so he uses that to try to edit his little videos, the uh, iMovie. Okay, uh-huh. I, and uh, so I just think it's it's cute that he's you know attempting to try to create something with what he has. So I'm very proud of him. That's awesome. Creativity. Um, so speaking of love muffin, <laughs> where were you in your career when you became a mom? In my career, where was I? Um, honestly, I, I kind of at the time, um, I was just kind of just starting out. I was an account manager um, at AT&T. And I um, early on, I think at that time, I still kind of didn't have a, a real idea of what I wanted to do Um, because I was yeah I was like recently married or hadn't been married for that long I'm I'm divorced now but I had not been married for very long at that time I was an account manager and uh, you know he kind of he he was a surprise on me (laughs) I was like (laughs) (laughs) what and so um, so yeah I was very honestly I, I was just starting out, still trying to figure things out. And because uh, I was 28, 29, yeah, when I got pregnant. So when that happened and when you're like, okay, so I'm newly married, uh, here comes this baby, my account manager, I mean, yeah, account manager, what were you thinking as you're planning for this baby um, in regards to your career? Um, I wasn't, <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't, because I was still just so, so I think my story is a little different, so I, I have to just kind of be honest. At that time, I, I wasn't thinking anything about, like, my career or mm-hmm. anything about, oh, I need to make so cert- a certain amount of money so that I can make sure we're living this life. I didn't think anything of that, and I think a lot of that, though, had to do with the fact that my son was very premature. Um, like, mm. my water broke when I was, like, 20, 22 weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I laid in the hospital for, like, seven weeks, upside down, and he finally came when I was, when I, the, like the day, you know, how, like when you're pregnant, it's, I haven't been pregnant for a while. So <laughs> when you're pregnant, your different weeks change over, like on like a Monday. So now you're, on a Monday, you're now 29 weeks. And then the following Monday, you're now 30 weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So that day I turned 29 weeks is when he came. So he came when he was only 29 weeks. And, wow. Mm-hmm, he was two pounds. And oh, so, mm-hmm, so for me, uh, Career wasn't a thought for me um, early on. It was just like, oh, I've got this little old baby. What am I supposed to do? And and honestly, it was like, I just want him to live and grow up to be the best person ever. So that's kind of where my thought process was when I first, you know, became pregnant and I first had him. Career wasn't my thought. That makes sense, though. I mean, to be um, the mama of a premature baby like that that's stressful in itself um and trying to figure out like okay how do I make sure you know he's getting everything that he needs and you know they're so tiny you know two pounds like that is so tiny 
Um, how did you get through that time, you know, after you had him? And I'm assuming he was in like the NICU and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, for me, it was prayer. Uh, I prayed. I was calling on the name of Jesus like crazy. I, I did not know what to do. I was very scared myself. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a different experience. Um, I, I, I never I mean, I, I he was he's my first. He's my yeah. only one. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I honestly, it was just prayer and um, a crazy good support system. Uh, that really just spoke life over me and to me and encouraged me and prayed for me when I didn't feel like praying for myself. So, Yeah. So how long was he in the NICU for? About two and a half months. Wow. Mm-hmm. So was that like pretty much your whole parental leave? Um, no. So I, I was able, I took a short term and then changed all for it over to long term. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I was out for quite some time. I didn't even, I, no one, my, I'll be honest, it was a blessing. I mean, everything yeah. was a blessing because no one ever called me and was like, well, this is ending. I mean, maybe it was, <laughs> and I didn't yeah. know, but um, I don't remember receiving a call saying, you know, well, pretty soon you're going to have to come back because of this or whatever. Um, maybe I did and I just, honestly, I just don't remember, but yeah, um, yeah. I felt like I was out for as much time as I needed. That's good. That's a great thing because a lot of times we can get stressed out about the other things happening in our life that we can't even focus clearly on the thing that's the most important, which in this case was just some being born and making sure that he was getting the care he needed. Um, and that you were okay during that period too, because you still birthed a whole human being, <laughs> like <laughs> regardless of whether he was two pounds or 12 pounds, like he was still a human being that came yes. out of your body and you still have to, um, adjust that way. So I'm glad that you got the time that you needed there. So as you kind of transition into this motherhood and your son is getting stronger and he's good and you're coming like back to work and you're seeing what that looks like for you how was that adjustment of like working and being a new mom um I didn't want to work but I had to uh I I I at the at that time I didn't feel like having to do a job. I didn't, um, for me, uh, just being candid, I think I, my attitude was not the best at that time. Mm-hmm. I, just, I had an attitude problem. I um, was, I, I felt frustrated a lot because there was the guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, when I finally went back to work um, and my son, I had him, I, I found a friend of mine. She was, a stay, she was able to be a stay at home mom at the time. And she watched him for me because um, he couldn't go to daycare right then because his lungs were still just, uh, you know, it was still just kind of, uh, he was still on oxygen and just things of that nature. And so mm-hmm. um, it was, it was going to be pretty scary if he caught something going to daycare. So um, I was blessed that I had a wonderful friend who was able to keep him at home. She only, at the time she had two kids, but one of her kids had just started kindergarten. And then her daughter is only a year older than my son. So it was just them at home during the day. 
Mm-hmm. And so, but I was kind of jealous of that. Honestly, I was like, I want to be there. And, uh, but I, I need, I needed to work. I had to work, you know, um, and just, you know, rent bills. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I can imagine. I know when I first went back to work, I was kind of like, all right, well, <laughs> here I am <laughs> back at work. I get work. <laughs> like, I want to see my baby, but whatever. I got money. Yep. So I'm back at work. And I know for me, I kind of went through like, what in the world am I going to do? <laughs> I was going, I felt like I, I don't know. I know we talk about midlife crises, but I feel like there has to be like a mom life crisis sometimes mm-hmm. where you're literally having this conversation with yourself like, what? <laughs> Exactly. That, and that what was me on? all the time. I was having these conversations just kind of like, and then you had people around you and like, well, I mean, you, you got to work and you, it's like, I know, but I don't, I don't want, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, I know what I have to do or what I need to do, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So it took, it took a while for me to um, actually be okay with going back to work. And I think for me, I actually didn't really start focusing on my career, like thinking about, okay, what are my next steps? Probably until he was like two or something. And I think the trigger for me was when I dropped him off his daycare, he was excited to be there. Mm. And so it made me feel like, I don't know what that did. It was like a release. Like he's good because he's running into the classroom. He's running to... You know, cause so he was, he stayed with my friend for the first two years mm-hmm. um, and she kept him. And then I actually put him in actual daycare and I was so nervous and going crazy, but I felt like he needed to, you know, be able to socialize. You know, we always want to make sure our kids are socialized and that they're uh-huh. so well-balanced. And we're like, well, if they don't do this, they might not be well-balanced. So I put him in a daycare and, um, you know, it took me a, a, a while to finally adjust, but once he got in daycare and I think he liked it. Mm. You know, like he was, he liked the teachers. He liked, I would go, I would drop him off and he was cool walking in the classroom and going to play with something. And I think it was at that time where I was like, you know what, this is, since he was okay and I felt good that he was okay. It was almost like my mind was able to kind of free up and start thinking about other things like my future. Okay, now what's next for you, Kira? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is a trigger. And sometimes I don't know whether to be happy or whether to be offended when I drop my kid off and he runs in. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, you're right. That's, because at first, that's how I was too. I was even like that when I was dropping him off my friend, uh, my friend's house who was keeping him. And I remember he ran to her one time, he grabbed her leg and hugged her leg. And I'm, I was backing out the driveway having, I was just, I was just so like, like that should be me. I'm his mommy. He should grab my leg and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. I was, and at the same token, it was like, Carrie, you have somebody who adores your child and who you can go to work and feel comfortable going to work, knowing that your child is, is being taken care of well. Yeah. And that was huge for me. And once I was able to kind of, you know, you have these conversations with yourself. And so I had that conversation with myself and it was like, you know, blessing number 2045 that your child is being taken care of, taken care of well, so that you can do the other things that you need to be able to do. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So after you had that trigger, we are like, okay, 
he's good. He's happy. Now, what, what about me? Like, what, what was that process like for you in figuring mm-hmm. out what was next for you? Yeah. So I, I had to, there was a lot of things I had to kind of change around in, in terms of my thought process, because initially my thought process was, you just need to make more money. You need to make more money because finally I'm to the point where I'm like, I want so much more for him. I want so much more for me. You need more money. You need more money. You need more money. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I, that took me to different jobs because I, I, you know, I left being an account manager and, and I was thinking, well, I did think about like, okay, well, I liked healthcare at one point. Let me try to get, do something in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a, a, a job uh, with a healthcare company. Um, it was more of like a, uh, just like a, a coordinator type position, but um, it, it put me in that healthcare world, I guess. And um, I don't know, but again, it was just more or less like money, money, money. So I, I get this job, I'm in this healthcare coordinated position and I started learning stuff that I never even thought about really learning. Um, Cause uh, it was Kaiser. And so, yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking about learning anything about, you know, what they do, what's going on. And then I found out that I actually had interest in stuff. I had interest in, you know, the, the programs and the dynamics of how to create these programs and, and things of that nature. And um, so then it was like, I like this job. I may not be making what I want to make, but I like what I do. So I, I think for me, I, kind of fell into it looking for a job like give me more money or pay mm-hmm. me um but I ended up falling into a job uh that I enjoyed just because I was learning something so different and it still had to kind of do with healthcare in a sense and I'm, I'm managing things on the back end you know I'm making sure things flowed and that things were taken care of. And I kind of became the man, the shmi is what we call it, the subject matter expert mm-hmm. in knowing how to get things done. So um, again, and I, at the time though, I don't, I don't think I really realized that, hey, I actually enjoy this, you know? So um, yeah, I think that was the point. Uh, I left, you know, at and and I went to Kaiser and, and just kind of started enjoying what I did, not thinking that I would because my end goal was just make more money, make more money. <laughs> and mm-hmm. even, you know, I was like, yeah, but this is still not enough money. It's not enough money. <laughs> it's like nothing is ever enough sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like girl, exactly. is that, that's the number? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, let's try again. Um, but I love that being able to kind of, even in the midst of trying to find more money and maybe you get it, maybe you don't, but finding something that you enjoy doing and it sounds like also something that you are actually becoming good at too yeah exactly and that's exactly what it was I was becoming good at this and um so I kind of just kind of took it from there and then um I was there for a little while and the company closed and my manager uh at the time she said she looked at me and she was just like I think you're so great she's like she loved me and I was so grateful for her and she actually helped me find my next job and in my next position, I had another bomb boss who was also, and you know, this is another healthcare company and a bomb boss. And then she really started encouraging me. So she was telling me, 
you know, um, you need to get licensed in healthcare. And I was like, why though? And she said, she told me, she said, when someone offers you something, she said, you take it. And she said, if you're going to pay for it, they're going to, she said, you take it. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I ended up getting like my insurance license and, and um, I ended up still there kind of creating and helping with different programs and, and just doing different things for people, supporting people, but making sure stuff moved mm-hmm. <laughs> and project management, <laughs> but making yeah. sure you know, moved and constantly flowed. And again, I liked it. I liked being called on Kira. Da, da, da. Oh, I ha- I'll handle it. Give me this, you know, what time, when do we have to have this done? You know, what's the timeline? And, and so that was just another period where um, I was able to grow even more in something that I kind of fell upon that I actually liked. So I was excited about it. That's awesome. Did you feel the confidence that you were gaining at work spilling into your motherhood and your confidence in motherhood? Um, there, I still felt like I was, I think I felt like I was still kind of struggling because, um, you know, at this time we moved a couple of times and I'm, you know, found him another daycare. I wasn't impressed with this daycare. So then I was like, oh, I got to get him into a different daycare. And Mm. Found this other daycare that was really close to my job. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, this is better for me. And um, I don't, I I always just wanted to make sure. Um, and I I did, I kind of felt like I was failing a little bit because mm-hmm. you know, when your kid is young, and so we would come home and I was tired. <laughs> I yeah. didn't feel like anything but it's like you hear you need to make sure you're coming home and that you you know you're doing the abcs with them and that you're one two and three with them and you're showing them different colors and Mm -hmm. something that seems like it should be so easy and so simple simplistic i didn't feel like doing it all the time yeah i felt bad because i'm like oh my gosh you know then you take them to school and then there's another kid that's running to the wall saying blue yellow right you're like yeah He's not doing that. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I can't believe I, I'm letting him down. And so, you know, just going through the motions of kind of being hard on myself. So I'm, I'm feeling like I'm excelling and I'm enjoying work, but I'm feeling like, oh yeah, I'm failing my son because he doesn't recognize the color blue yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that mom guilt that feeling because I mean we grow up and we watch these tv shows where the kid you know the mom works or she doesn't work and the food is ready the you know they spend time together and all this type of stuff and all you want to do when you come home is be like all right here's some Wendy's and (laughs) like let's watch tv and go to bed I don't even feel like giving Uh you a bath like it just depends on the night so I understand. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough as moms, really talking about some of the areas where we're just like, look, I don't even feel like it. I know. I just and, and that's the real. It's just like I didn't, I didn't feel like it. Now, you know, I definitely we would go outside um, because I also was like, let me see what I can do to he he stayed up. And I was like, I gotta wear this kid out. <laughs> I gotta mm-hmm. wear these little legs out. And so uh, you know, I would definitely still try to go outside and take him to the playground so you can play in the little the little kid jungle gym and mm-hmm. doing all kind of stuff but um 
I felt, but at the same token, I was, I was tired. And then I kind of felt like, but at work, I didn't want anyone to know that I was tired. So it's, Mm. you're kind of putting on this front, like, no, yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. When I really should have been saying, I actually do need some help, Yeah, (laughs) but I'm just, you know, trying to make sure that I show everyone, I don't know that I'm superwoman at work and Mm -hmm. it was crazy. It was a roller coaster ride. Definitely. So from there to now and being a implementation project manager and even now having your project management certification um, and now your son is 10, like what has that transition been um, with your career and uh, what, what do you feel like the difference is from the types of sacrifices the types of mom guilt you feel now versus what you felt when he was like a toddler and younger oh man it's a it's a it's a 180 so um I'm out in Los Angeles now so I came out here um 2019 and because his dad has always lived out here so you know we we uh divorced early on like when he just turned one we divorced and so I was, I was living in Atlanta for like, you know, pretty much, you know, his, we'd been living in Atlanta the majority of his life. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was just, everything was on me. And so, um, but I, I ended up getting another job, um, the, the job that I'm currently in. And this was a full-time work from home position, which has been a blessing, but I think there's still, you know, things to that as well, like not getting out as much as a mother. But um, I decided like, you know, I was talking to his dad and I said, I need help. Um, I don't even know anything else to say. Like, I need help. And at the time, he was like, well, I can't move there because he was like, you know, my job won't allow me. I, I don't. He said he didn't have that flexibility. Now, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I didn't believe that. <laughs> you know, to be 100% candid, I did not believe that. But I looked at my son and so many things were going on. Um, I felt like he needed a a consistent male figure in his life and uh regardless that he and you know his dad and I I mean you know we are definitely cordial we can definitely co-parent but I'm not going to say that we're best friends but I knew my son needed his dad I knew that he's I'm raising a young black male in America I mean I I felt like you know there was no questions about it And um, so I made the decision, you know, two years ago to move out to California. My job was like, hey, we don't care where you live, as long as you get the work done. And so I was like, okay. So we packed up. I've come out here. I live in California now. And um, I'm grateful about it. I am happy. Everything is not 100% perfect. Yeah. But in in terms of my job, I feel like I'm still growing there. You know, I have a new position, a new title. Um, so I'm still growing, you know, I obtained my project management certification since coming out here. And then my son is actually just establishing and building and and he and his dad, I I feel they are just two peas in a pod and he's enjoying that. He's enjoying having someone that he can relate to. And then of course, for me, it still feels great because like I said, regardless of what his, his dad and I think about each other. I know that he loves him. Yeah. Uh, And so I feel absolutely 
positively 100% comfortable. His dad comes, gets him, and I'm like, okay, bye, have a good one. And then I rest well. Like I yeah. sleep well at night because I'm not wondering like, oh my gosh, well, you know, is he getting on somebody's nerves or, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it may be. So um, I, I, I feel like I give myself a lot more grace now and um, I'm okay with not doing everything myself. Like yeah. I welcome you come, you know, get your son and y'all go do and have fun. And cause when I was, when he was younger, um, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have thought to bring him out here. Cause I would have been like, well, I don't know if his dad's going to know how to do X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. cause I'm still just very much so like, let me just do it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll just take care of it and, and, and things. Cause I don't know. And, no, I don't you're know. not gonna do it the right way exactly you're not gonna do it the right way and you you build up one thing that I I used to do so much is like you pretty much in your head work out the whole scenario like you really don't know how this is going to end mm-hmm. but you play out this whole scenario because if he comes and he'll be late picking him up because usually it takes him he's slow driving and did it so then I would be mad did it and you you play out this whole scenario and you're like, you really don't even know if that's what's going to happen. Like, you don't yeah. know. And, and I used to do that so much. And I'm not going to say that I don't do that now, but I stopped myself. And it's like, stop this. You know, don't let your mind just take off. And, mm-hmm. and you're having these crazy thoughts about what's not going to happen before you even give it a chance. Yeah. So, um. I definitely feel like I, 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 I'm better at that, at letting people help me, letting people support me. Um, and I'll admit, it, it took me a long time to get there. And yeah. he's 10 now. So he's a lot more aware. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's able to kind of clearly tell me, hey, this is what happened. This is what's going on. I don't like this. So it, it took me a, a while to get here. And, and, you know, again, I think it, it definitely helped that he can tell me yeah. he can talk my sin in regards to my son he can tell me what's going on so that helps with the comfort level I'll admit that that's good I mean it's a huge decision to move across the country and even being able to find a job where you can you know work from home and say like all right well I guess that means home could be anywhere yeah. and then from that not only is your son building, you know, a stronger relationship with his dad, you're also getting a break where you can yes. just chill and do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Because um, I know, and I think the thing that I'm thinking about sometimes is when, you know, my son gets older and he don't want to do stuff I do. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, man, mommy, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not ready for that at all. Um, and I know sometimes it's probably nice to be like, you know what? I get to watch what I want to watch on TV. I get to do what I want to do. Um, it gets to be quiet when I want to be quiet, be loud when I want to be loud. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly, I mean, honestly, that's it. We, you know, when he's over his dad's house, he's over there right now and he FaceTimes me and, you know, tells me, you know, what they're doing today and stuff. And and we got the phone and, you know, I'm going to go have the little girls time, you know, just (laughs) myself Mm -hmm. today. And it, it does. It feels really good just to not have to worry about, um, you know, well, I'll be back in, you know, a couple, a little while. So, you know, cause you just feel like you, I don't have that need, that feeling to have to be right here to make sure that 
you know, make sure, oh, let me, you know, my son, everything is totally good for him because I'm, I'm sharing that now. Like mm-hmm. he is good because he's with his dad and they're, you know, they're doing their thing and, you know, going yeah. to get haircuts and, and I can live a little bit. And um, I'm grateful for that. I really am. That's good. So what advice would you give to other moms or what would you see as something that you've learned um, in the last decade as a mom <laughs> um, that you would want to share with someone else um, as they're kind of navigating their motherhood and work, et cetera? Um, I, I, if anything, give yourself grace. I, I wish I would have given myself more grace early on. Um, I think that we think, you know, maybe we're not being the best mom or we're failing or you know, if, if things if we if things aren't working out the way that we see them and we want them to work out, then we think it's a like a failure, and we're not giving ourselves enough grace, especially when they're much younger. Um, and you know, like I said, when when he couldn't say call out the color blue, and another could kid a kid could at his same age, and I'm sitting here like, <gasps> like mm-hmm. the end of the world. So now he's not going to grow up, and you know. I say definitely give yourself grace right now. Um, And, you know, hopefully you have a great support system. And so when your kids with, you know, someone else in your support system, allow your kid to be there and you kind of focus on you and, you know, just again, going back to just giving yourself grace. Um, Yeah. I don't, I think that's just the best thing I can say. Give yourself some grace. Yeah, that's so important for us to continuously hear because we can be doing good and then we have a moment where we're just like, but 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 what what about this? Uh-huh. What about that? And you know, uh-huh. I want him to be in this school and he got to do this and she has to yep. do that. And what if they're not in, you know, because as they get older, then it's like, but they need to be in this extracurricular and exactly. so that's not gonna be good enough. <laughs> they're not gonna get in college with this, or you know, like whatever it is. And it's just always something. And sometimes we just have to give ourselves grace and just say, like, look, everything is gonna work out. Everything it is, is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to do, but I love it though. I I really um appreciated this conversation because sometimes we don't always talk about the times that we just didn't feel like it. We ain't want to work. We don't want to have to deal with none of this stuff. We're like, yeah. hey, I'd rather be at home. Like, can I be a stay-at-home mom? Like having those moments uh-huh. um, and then using that um, opportunity, like when you see your kid is doing okay to just say like, all right, you know what? I'm going to try to do a little something at work. Like, let's see what we can do here and finding things that you enjoy, things that you love. And then on top of that, you know, being able to give your child what they need by, you know, making sure that, you know, you put him first in a way, but also allowing time for yourself. Because honestly, even by you moving, it's not just putting him first, but it's putting you first too, because you're getting the help that you need. So and that's that's awesome. Yes. No, thank you for saying that. But um, you're you're exactly right. I mean, I, I came out here and I was like, well, this is for him and it'll be great for him but it has done a lot for me. And just being able to have, you know, me time and to focus on, okay, Kira, because 
you know, I've, I've kind of, you know, I have the project manager certification. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my job. But, um, you know, I, I was telling you briefly, I, I'm looking into, you know, side hustles that can become a main hustle now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have that freedom to be able to do that because yeah. I was able, you know, someone else is helping and, and, and I'm okay with letting his dad and, and, you know, do you so that I can kind of focus more on me, not saying that I'm not focusing on my kid, but um, I, I am giving myself just, you know, what I need. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a lot of these different adventures and uh, opportunities that I'm allowing myself to partake in because the only thing the person that was stopping me was me I love that I love that so much and I am so glad that you joined the podcast today and you shared your story and I have really really appreciate it so Kira I want to thank you for joining the podcast thank you so much I enjoyed myself thanks Brenda wasn't that so good I love Kira and what she shared with us this week Sometimes we aren't necessarily sure what we want in our career and we get stuck, but we just got to keep going so that we can move forward. Um, I love her personality. I love the energy that she brought to the podcast. So super grateful um, for that. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I would share Kira's info, but she's not on social. (laughs) But if you want to connect with her, just let me know. Also, as always, remember, if you're on Apple Podcasts, take the time to rate the podcast and write a review. It lets other people know that this podcast is worth listening to. Otherwise, just join my Instagram family and uh, sign up for the email list. All of those links are in the show notes. See y'all next week.